If you want to conquer your confidence when it comes to selling your stuff, there's no need to turn to the experts. Find a first grader instead. Kids can teach us an awful lot about how to ignore what other people might think of us. They intuitively understand that if you don't ask, you won't get it. And if they're anything like my firstborn daughter, they'll surprise you by how easily they take to selling their own stuff. Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I'm gonna do a little magic trick for you. First, I experienced terrible, horrible, no good, very bad things that happen to me and fellow entrepreneurs while we're building businesses. And then I snap my fingers. And just like that, I turn those experiences into the best stories, the craziest anecdotes, and the most cherished learning lessons for you to hear. How do I create all that magic? I run the number one platform that helps mom entrepreneurs to build better businesses. It's called The Founding Moms. And we're always looking for women who want to get better at marketing, at branding, and at sales. Is that you? Then join us at FoundingMoms.com. This week, we're going to explore what happens when you're an entrepreneur just going about your day, raising your kids, and you don't even realize what you've instilled in them until they reveal their entrepreneurial antics in a pretty hilarious way. Picture this. It's March of 2014, a chilly Tuesday morning. I'm in Chicago, and my six-year-old Miss Sunshine is out on spring break. What's a mom to do when she's got to work and her daughter's out of school? It becomes take your daughter to work day. It wasn't exactly something I was looking forward to, but she was a well-behaved kid and I had no choice. On the way to the office, we dropped her little sister, Miss Roses, off at daycare. Then we hopped on the L train and headed downtown. As we sat staring out the windows, I thought it'd be wise to prep her for the day to come. I explained that I had work to do, but it would be loads of fun because we'd be sitting with all of my friends. I explained why my co-working space, called 1871, was going to be such a fun experience for her. It's a huge space in the famed Merchandise Mart building, all the way up on the 12th floor. And once we got inside, we'd see rows and rows of rectangular tables with the coolest entrepreneurs on the planet working all around them. She'd meet all of them, I explained, and she would see what a fun-filled workday her mom got to experience every time she went off to school. She'd have to keep her voice down, I said, and focus on her work. She nodded and told me that she'd be just fine, Mom. I can spell triglyceride. Watch me. T-R-I-G-L-Y-C-E-R-I-D-E. In an effort to make sitting and working as exciting as humanly possible, I brought all the important supplies. Paper, pens, and crayons to keep them on rotation so I could avoid the bane of every working woman's existence. Her child's boredom. As we entered the co-working space, I noticed it was quieter than usual. There were only a handful of other people in the room, a room that normally hosted 200 people at a time. It was only then that I realized it's spring break for everyone. 
This meant it'd be a really uneventful day for us, which meant more work for me to keep Miss Sunshine entertained. We sat down at an empty table and we began to work. I opened my laptop. Miss Sunshine took out a crayon. We both worked quietly for all of 20 minutes until she asked if she could have something else to do. I said, well, why don't you write a story? We talked about a few topics and then she put up her index finger and confidently said, I've got it. She proceeded to spend the next long while very focused. She not only wrote a story, she drew a picture for the cover to go along with it. Dear listener, let me read you a story by my then six-year-old. The title? My 1871 Adventure. And I quote, Once upon a time, there was a girl-slash-woman named Julia. She was a girl-slash-woman who worked at 1871. She had many friends. But one day, none of her friends were there. So she worked and worked, and still no one came. So she said, You know what? This could be a good day on my own. And it was the end. I mean, Julia? Who is she kidding? Hold on, there's more. Before I had a chance to read it, she looked up at me and asked if we could go to the photocopy machine to make copies. I jokingly said, how much are you going to sell it for? Without so much as blinking, she said, three dollars. So she added a dollar sign and the number three to the cover of the story. We photocopied it. Then she walked all over the space to the various entrepreneurs that had shown up that day and asked them directly if they'd like to buy her story. Oh, dear listener, I am not making this up. She made $9 that day. I repeat, my six-year-old made more money that day than I did. Fast forward to this week. Miss Sunshine is now 16. She just got her driver's license. She continues to write, not just for school, but for the Founding Kids newsletter, too. It's been nine years since that day, and now that she's a bit older and wiser, and we've barely spoken about that day, I wanted to know what her memory of that experience was like. My memory of that day was kind of, it's honestly a little bit of a blur. I remember 1871 very well, and I remember walking in and being like, wow, this is so cool, and mom gave me a tour, and then... I remember it being vaguely based off of you. I just remember being like, yeah, like this, this is a really great idea for a story. And I also remember being like, well, I'm like, it was just like a no brainer to me that I was selling it. Like, it was just like, that's what I was going to do. I was going to write the story and I was going to sell it. Like, that's just what was, that was my idea. My clearest memory of that day was um, a woman who bought my book and I think she like, bought it for way more than the price which was very very nice of her and I clearly remember her because she was so excited about it and I was like yeah this is like this is awesome like I'm like like I should do I don't know she was very inspirational like yeah maybe my work is just like so incredible that people want to buy it for much more than I'm selling it I just I was very <laughs> that was my clearest memory because I think she made me so happy about my product. I walked away from that thinking, wow, that was a really successful first product, let me do more. Um, 
which I didn't really end up doing anything. Like I had lemonade stands, that's about it. <laughs> Can you still spell triglyceride? T-R-Y-G-L-Y-C-E-R-I-D-E. I still got it. I still got it. And now, a word from our sponsors. Have you ever wondered what the secrets are behind some of the most successful women in the world? On the Super Women Podcast, designer Rebecca Minkoff dives into these secrets and more with women from all walks of life, from CEOs to founders to artists to designers. These conversations show us what life is like without the pretty filters. Rebecca exposes how loss can make us stronger, helps us to navigate what it means to be vulnerable, and makes our inner superwoman shine. Find the Superwomen podcast every Tuesday, wherever you're listening to this podcast. You don't call. You don't write. Why not do both? Text or call me at 708-872-7878 and leave me a message there. That way I can talk to you in a future episode. Then go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. Pretty please. It helps other listeners discover these entrepreneurial stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Miss Sunshine, Aaron Rice, and Lindsay Obermeyer for making this podcast with me. And hey, thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.